Father, we love you. And God, I'm just so grateful for your presence in this place today. Thank you for drawing us together today. And Father, right now, we just open our hearts wide to you. And God, we ask that you'd speak to each one of us what we need to hear from you. Father, I pray that each one of us would have ears to hear, an open heart to you, God, to know what you want to say to us. Father, that we would leave this place changed, that we would leave this place having heard from you, God. Have your way in our lives today, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. All right. Well, here on Tuesdays at the Chick Connection, we have this whole season been doing this series called She Adventure. And it's really stemming out of Proverbs 14.1, where it says that the wise woman builds her home, her life, her future, um, and the foolish one tears it down with her own hands. But we don't want to be that foolish one tearing down our lives. We want to be that wise woman. And so we've been talking about how she, the wise woman, builds her home, her life, her future, every area of her life. So we've really taken time. We started out the season talking about our value because if we as women don't recognize our value and don't get a handle on that and quit questioning our worth, then we will never do what is necessary to build wisdom into our lives, to grow and mature and become the women that God created us to be. So we spent time talking about that, and then we spent time talking about our hearts, how important it is to guard our heart, because the Bible tells us that everything in life floods out of our heart. The parameters of our life, how far our lives will stretch is based on the condition of our heart. So we spent some time talking about our heart, and then we spent time talking about things that stem out of our hearts, our words, the words we speak and the power that's in them. And we talked about our character and integrity. And as wise women, we've got to pay attention to those things. And then we've been talking about the last several weeks about our relationships, how to navigate all different types of, excuse me, relationships in wise ways in knowing how to deal with people, whether it's friends, people at church, people outside, um, husbands, children, whoever it is. We've got to get good at navigating our relationships and using wisdom in our relationships. And so we've spent time talking about all of those things because they're vitally important. We've got to be women who are willing to say, I'm not going to just live carelessly. I'm not just going to live haphazardly, whatever happens, happens, and just go about life carelessly. If we want the life that God created us to live, then we've got to get good at building wisdom into our lives and learning how to navigate all of these different situations and areas of our life. It's so vitally important because God has so much for every one of us. He has so much for every one of you. He has so much that he wants you to do. He has so much that he created you for. And so we've got to get those areas areas healthy and strong and be growing in them, right? All right, so that's why we've been talking about those things. But today, we're going to take another step in the she adventure, and we're talking today about the fact that she is created to be a difference maker. 
And today, we're going to talk about three things that I just really feel like it's just reminders from the heart of God. And your Heavenly Father this morning just has His arms stretched out to you, and He's just pulling you in and saying, Okay, girls, my sweethearts, I just want to remind you of some fundamental things from my heart, from his heart this morning. Some things that he's just saying, we've got to get a hold of these things. They can't just be nice thoughts that cross through our minds. Oh yeah, I know that. No, it's got to be what is deep on the inside of us, written on our hearts and forming how we live our lives. So three reminders from the heart of God this morning. So I just encourage you, open your hearts, let God speak to you, and just let these things sink down deeper into your hearts today, okay? All right. First one, God created you for purpose. We hear it all the time. But do we really recognize the fullness of what that means? Listen to these verses from Matthew 5. And I love the way these verses read in the Message Bible. Starting in verse 13, it says, Let me tell you why you are here. I love that. So we can just read that first line and know, okay, he's telling us why I'm here, what my purpose is. Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. I love that. Love these verses the way it reads in the Message Bible. God has put us here to be light, to, to shine to let him be seen, to reveal him to others on the earth. And I love the end there. It says, by opening up to others, we'll prompt people to open up to God, this generous Father in heaven. When we're generous with our lives, it's going to draw people to him. And we need to think about that for a moment. Generosity. So often we think about it in terms of finances or, or sharing what we have. But what do we have? What is the greatest asset as women of God that we have? We have God dwelling on the inside of us. He comes and abides in us by his spirit. So are we being generous with him on the inside of us to others? Are we sharing him with others? Are we letting his fullness flood through us onto others? Are they seeing his magnificence? through our lives or are we holding him in are we so caught up in the cares of everyday life that he can't be seen to others around us we've been created to be women who are generous in proverbs 22 and verse 9 
You can turn there if you want to. In verse 9 of chapter 22, it says, He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. I love that, a generous eye. That means we should be going about our day seeing other people with eyes of generosity. How can I bless them today? How can I shower them with God's love in me today? How can I make a difference in their lives today? And then in Proverbs 11, 25, it says, the generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. When we pour out generosity, when we allow God to flood out of us onto others, it brings back blessings into our life. We end up being watered. We end up being strengthened and encouraged as a result of it. It's just a byproduct what happens when we allow our lives to be generous with the God in us flooding out of us to others. But we're not always completely generous. Why is that? Why do you think sometimes we're not as generous as we could be? Sometimes it's fear. Well, what'll they think of me? Well, they're, what are they gonna think? They're gonna think I'm crazy. Or maybe it's insecurity and we're, we're just, you know, afraid to step out in those areas. Maybe it's because we're living under guilt and shame of the past and we can't even see that God would want to use us. There's all different reasons. But those things cause us to be stingy with the God who dwells within us. Are you following me? For my life, I've shared with you before, I used to be so incredibly shy. And in my teenage years and early 20s, I was unbelievably shy and didn't like to look anyone in the eye. And I remember so clearly one day, I was just sitting actually in a church service, and it was like the Spirit of God just whispered on the inside of me and said, shyness is selfishness. And now I'd already thought this through, and so I had my argument ready. And, and because I had been justifying how I was living, and I said, no, God, arrogance is selfishness. So shyness is the opposite of arrogance. So surely shyness is good, it's pure, it's holy or something. I just knew it was a good thing. And I just felt this whisper on the inside of me. No, when you're shy, where are your eyes? And I had to stop and think about that. Oh, right here, on self, wondering what is someone going to think? What are they going to think about me? And when, for me, living that shy life, my eyes were fixed to myself, and the light bulb went off. And I had to say, God, you're right. Shyness is selfishness, self-focus. And he began to help me. He's our loving Heavenly Father. He just shows us things so graciously. And so he showed me that and helped me to grow through that. And before where I had been afraid to look people in the eye and to smile, I thought, okay, God, I'm not used to doing this, but I'm going to try. And I began to step out and smile and say hello to people. And they actually liked it. <laughs> smiled back. And my, my crazy thinking previously had been, they're going to look at me like, why are you smiling at me? 
Isn't that crazy? But see the things that we can get caught up thinking, the lies that we can get caught up believing. But God helped me to grow through that. And we need to be women that are willing to grow through the things in our lives that cause us to be stingy with the God in us. Because that was causing me to be stingy with God in me. It was causing me to not reveal God, not let God flood out of me onto others. It's like if I were to put this bucket over my body. I think it would just about fit all the way, all the way down. And uh, no, thanks, Travis. <laughs> I thought about it. I was going to try actually putting it on, but it is a little heavy, and then you know you might not be able to hear me. So, but I wanted to put it up here so you could really get the visual. Okay. So, can you imagine this on top of me? Okay, yeah, I know you can imagine. All right, just pretend. Okay, so if it was on top of me, then what would happen? Could I see clearly? No. Could I extend my hands to others easily? No. Could I um, speak encouragement to others that would be heard easily and clearly? No, it would all be muffled. It would all be garbled. I wouldn't be able to see clearly. I'd be contained and restrained within that. I'd try to reach out to someone and it would, I just wouldn't be able to. And that's what it's like when we have the baggage of the past or when we have insecurities or fear or shyness or, or um, even when we're just bound up in guilt or condemnation over our past or anything like that, the baggage that we carry in life becomes like this bucket that's down over us, that contains us. And we can't reach out to God. We can't see others as God wants us to see them. We can't speak words of life to them that they can hear clearly because they're hearing it all muffled and garbled. We've got to be women that are willing to grow and take that bucket off so we can shine and radiate the love and the life of God to others around us. That's who he created us to be. That's what he created us to do. So we've got to be willing to rise up and let go of that stuff so that we're not stingy. I don't think any one of us ever go out endeavoring to be stingy, but we don't realize that when we hold on to some of those things, that is the end result. That's what it causes. It causes us to be stingy with the God within us. And he wants us to proclaim him, to be radiating his love in this world to others. And in the midst of our busiest lives, in the midst of the craziness of running from a boarding practice to ballet practice to another school pickup and all the different things that you women do in the midst of all of that, we can still radiate him. We can still shine for him. And we just sometimes need to remind ourselves to just slow down a little bit, to just at that practice recognize who's on that bleacher next to you. Do they need an encouraging word? Have we taken the bucket off of our lives so that we can reach out our hands to them, so that we can speak an encouraging word that will be heard and will sink in and penetrate their hearts. We've got to recognize all the opportunities around us. They're around us all the time. I don't want to live under the bucket of containment. Do you? 
But if we let it off, take it off, we can be free to live the generous life that God created us to live. So God created you for purpose, divine purpose, to reveal him to others. And secondly, ladies, God believes in you. Do you realize, do you ever stop to think about the fact that God, the creator of the world, God of the universe, he believes in you? Every single one of you. It's not just in somebody else. It's not just in the pastors or people who seem more spiritual. God believes in you. We've been talking throughout this series a little bit about Proverbs 31. And we've looked at it and seen that it's a blueprint for our lives as women. It's who God created us to be. And if we just kind of skim through that chapter, there's so many things. Like in verse 10, it says that we're created to be capable, intelligent, and virtuous. Then it says we're to bring comfort and encouragement to others. As we talked about last week from verse 13, we're created to see the potential and draw that out in others and help develop others' potential. We're created to rise up in the face of adversity with strength and with spiritual wisdom. In verse 17, it says we're to be women who remain strong and strong spiritually, mentally, and physically. And then it talks about being women who are productive and industrious. And it tells us that we're created to be women who reach out to others in need and make a difference in their lives. And it goes on talking about how this woman who we're created to be takes care of her family. She opens her mouth with wisdom. She gives godly counsel and instruction to others. The chapter is so loaded with reminders of who God created us to be. And as we've talked about that in this series, the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, it says she's the virtuous woman. And we've talked about what that literally means. In the original writing, that definition of virtuous is so powerful. And I just want to read it to you again today. Virtuous, it literally means a force of people, wealth and resources, a source of strength or ability within oneself, inner resources, something ready for use and available as needed, to be resourceful, an army, virtue, general, moral, excellence, goodness of character. It means to be effective and powerful, especially healing power as of a medicine. Our lives are to be like medicine to people that we encounter. It means to do what has to be done as if one really wanted to. It means valor, great courage and bravery, strength, able and active, a band of soldiers, a great company, a host, might, power, substance, valiant, warlike, and worthy. That encompasses all of it. That is who God created us to be. And if that's who he created us to be, then that is who he believes that we are. That's who he sees us as. And he believes that every one of us are. You know, it's so amazing to me. I mean, here's God, the God of the universe. The Bible says he's God. He is not man that he should lie. He is God. He cannot lie. And so we believe in him, right? We can believe in him. He's God. We know that what he says is true. He is not going to lie. But yet we, on the other hand, we are this flesh and blood. We are human. We are capable of lying. We are capable of breaking a promise. We are capable of forgetting to follow through with a promise. We are capable of blowing it. Yet, God 
believes in us. How awesome is that? Have you ever stopped to think about that? God believes in us. And when we tell him we're going to do something, he believes us. And then if we don't do it, because we are this flesh and blood, we have a choice. We can go get under the bucket, beat ourselves up with condemnation and just stay paralyzed. Or we can go to him and say, oh, Father, I blew it. I'm so sorry. And then the next thing, God, I'm going to do such and such. And you know what? He believes us. He totally 100% believes us. And then if we don't really follow through or we kind of blow it again, does he say, well, there went your chance. Don't believe you. No, we just keep coming back to him. And he says, I believe you. You're going to do it. If we blow it again, ah, three strikes, you're out. No. He says, I believe you, honey. I believe in you. No matter what, no matter how many times we blow it, no matter how many times we don't follow through with something, no matter what it is, no matter what's been in our past, he believes in you. He believes in you. The God of this universe he believes in you. He knows that you possess greatness because he's on the inside of you. And he believes in you. He will never, ever stop believing in you. His mercies are new every morning. No matter what you've ever done, no matter what you've forgotten to do or been afraid to do, he believes in you still. He will never, ever, ever stop believing in you. At every age, at every stage of life, no matter where you're at, God has purpose for you and he believes in you. He knows that you will fulfill what he's created you for. God created you for purpose and God believes in you. And third thing, he wants to remind you this morning, ladies, that he trusts you. God trusts you. Not only does he believe in you, not only did he create you for purpose, he didn't then say, all right, now see if you can go figure it out. Do it all on your own. See what you come up with. No, he created you for purpose. He believes in you, and he trusts you to fulfill that which he created you for. Think about it for a moment. Think about people in the Bible. Think about Esther. Sometimes I think we can read these stories and almost take the attitude of it's like some fictional story. No, these are real people just like you, just like me, that God trusted. He trusted Esther. Here she is, this young orphan girl. People may have written her off. People may have thought she's not going to amount to anything. But God knew if he could position her in that palace, position her as queen, she would do whatever was necessary to save a nation, to save and spare the lives of thousands of people. How awesome is that? She didn't know what was coming. She didn't know what would be asked of her, but she just took one step at a time. And God trusted her to keep taking one more step and one more step and leading her into the great things that he had for her life. Think about Noah. 
Did you ever really stop to think about Noah? I mean, God trusted Noah to build the ark. Noah didn't even know what rain was. And can you imagine all of the, the criticism he would have received? And God didn't say, uh, is he going to do it? Let's see what today holds. Oh, they're criticizing him. Is he going to cave in? Is he going to break down? What is he going to do? No, God just trusted. God trusted him. He knew that he would build the ark. God trusted him. God trusted Esther. What about Mary? I love the story of Mary. You know, God trusted her to bring his son to the earth. She was not some big celebrity that everybody knew who she was. No, here she is, this innocent, pure-hearted girl, unassuming, and yet God chose to trust her to bring his son to the world. God trusts us. It's not just with these that we see in the Bible. The story continues today. God trusts you. God trusts you. God trusts every single one of us. And he has things he wants us to accomplish. We don't have to get ahead of ourselves and try to figure it out and, oh, well, well what is it, God? I don't know if I can do that. No, we just take one step at a time, one day at a time. Keep following him. Keep our heart pure. Keep doing what we know to do, to live with wisdom and following in his example. And we walk out this amazing life that he has for us. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He created us. He handcrafted us, his workmanship. And he has already prepared things for us to walk into. And he trusts that we will walk into those things. Ladies, God trusts you. He created you for purpose. He believes in you. And he trusts you. You know, God could trust that Jesus would come through Mary to this world as human, flesh and blood. And he trusted that Jesus would fulfill his purpose on the earth. He lived this life on this earth, giving us an example of how to live. But then he went to that cross of Calvary and he died a brutal death. He was beaten Beyond, uh, to the point of disfiguration, he was beaten. He died a brutal death. He descended, but he rose again. And then he ascended to heaven, where he's seated at the right hand of the Father, ever interceding for us. That's what the Bible says. He is praying for us that we would come and have that relationship with the Father, our own personal relationship with him, and then we would spend eternity in heaven. But that is not where the story ends. How do other people find out about this miracle that has happened, about this incredible plan of having a personal relationship with God? How do people hear what Jesus has accomplished for us? How do people hear about the amazing life that there is to experience in him. 
The story didn't end there. The story continues with every one of us because God trusts us to complete the work, to keep walking that out, to keep sharing with others, to be that one that shines for him, that radiates for him, that lets go of the baggage in our lives, that doesn't live under the bucket anymore, but is free and generous to just pour his love through us onto others. That's who God created us to be. He has a plan for our lives, and it's to carry out his message on this earth. And it may be different in each one of our lives, and we will all have different people in our sphere of influence. And that's the exciting part. We don't need to try to do it like anyone else. Like Gary said on Sunday, we don't need to run in anyone else's lane. God has a purpose for each and every one of us, and he trusts us to do our part. He trusts us to follow through with that. And sometimes we can just get so focused on the cares of our life and whether our husband picked up his socks or silly little things that really aren't big things in the picture of life. We've got to be women that are willing to keep the big picture, that are willing to live with an eternal perspective and let the little things go and say, yes, God, I know you've entrusted me with today. I want you to flood through me today. Here at New Covenant, we are committed to being an outward-focused church, a church that's committed to the cause of Christ and his cause is people. That means we've got to be outward-focused. We can't just be inward-focused. We can't just come to church for what am I going to get today and what's in it for me. No, it's not about what's in it for us. It's about what's in us for others. And we have opportunities to be able to do that, even just on Tuesdays. Bring in our perishable goods to stock the pantry. There's so many different things that we can do to make a difference in others' lives. The opportunities are all around us. Are we looking for them? Are we living life with that generous eye like we read in Proverbs? We've got to sometimes just sit back and take stock and just examine our lives. And see, where am I at today? Have I gotten so focused on the things at hand? Do I have a good picture of what you see, God? Father, how do you want to use me today? And I love that definition of that virtuous woman that we read because it continuously throughout, it talks about a company of people, a band of soldiers, an army. It's not just one person. We each need to take responsibility to do our part. But then when we each do that, we become that army of women on this earth making a difference for our king. And that's what he put us here for. You know, we might think, gosh, the world is in such crazy times right now. What is going on? Yeah, but do you realize that the God of this universe chose to put each and every one of us on this earth at this time in history? He didn't put us here a hundred years ago. He chose for us to be here at this time in history because he's got purpose for us. He's got things he wants to do. He has purpose. He believes enough and he trusts us to go forward, to not live in fear, to not live bound up in, under the bucket, but to shine magnificently for him. Amen? Amen. So I want you to take a little homework with you. Even starting today, just each day, 
just to come before God in the morning and say, Father, you've entrusted me with today. What can I do to shine brighter for you today? Who can I love? How can I let you flood through me more generously today? Let's make that our prayer each day. Father, we just come before you right now. And God, I just ask that your spirit would just stir our hearts. And Father, that we would recognize the incredible trust that you have given us, that you have entrusted us to make a difference in this world, to make a difference in the lives of the people around us, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, wherever we go about our business throughout the day, the people that we encounter. God, I pray that we wouldn't be so focused on the details of life that we don't see the people around us. Father, help us to be that army of women that truly makes a difference in our world. God, help us to get our eyes off the little details of every day and our eyes on you and the big picture, the eternal perspective that you want us to carry. Father, Help us to see as you see. Help us to be women who truly make a difference every day. In Jesus' name. And everyone said...